Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 12. Darling, I've got your back. Hi, everyone. Glad to have you here as always. And as always, if you'd like to support the show, the best way you can do that is by rating and leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast and sharing about it, whether it's on social media or by word of mouth is always welcome. But you support this podcast just by being here and by listening each time that you do. So thank you. Now we'll go into our traditional opening practice of singing the sound of OM one time. OM being the sound that means consciousness. It is the fundamental vibration of consciousness that animates everything in the universe and we call out to it when we sing OM and we ask it to come toward us, asking more consciousness, more awareness to come toward us. And that's you know, that's kind of what this space is about. And so that's how we open. As always, you can sing out loud along with me or you can listen silently. And feel free to get your body into a comfortable position if you're coming along with me. You can close your eyes or just gaze softly at the floor or in front of you if it's safe for you to do so. And then take a deep breath in through your nose if nostril breathing is possible for you. Long exhale, just clearing the path for consciousness. And a deep breath in for one ohm. Thank you for joining me in that opening practice. And now we'll move into some discussion. And this week's discussion was inspired by none other than my spiritual teacher, my primary yoga teacher, Swami Jaya Devi. She is an urban yoga monk here in Atlanta at Kashi Atlanta Ashram, which is the urban ashram, the urban spiritual center um, that where I practice, where I study, where I got my yoga teacher training, where I continue to take classes and study yoga, and where I teach. And she is... I often refer to her as the light of my life because that's kind of what a spiritual teacher is for. They are a couple steps ahead of us on the path and they turn around and hold up the light for those of us uh, who are walking behind them so we can see our way forward on the path. And she has done that for me in so many ways. And she really embodies the essence of yoga for me in so many ways because yoga is based in that idea of lineage, in that idea of having a spiritual teacher. 
each practitioner has a teacher and that person has a teacher who has a teacher who has a teacher and it's gone on and on for thousands of years and yoga has been passed down from teacher to student and teacher to student like that and so I have this spiritual teacher who is so steeped in the traditions and the shakti, which means spiritual energy of yoga, and hands that down to me and to everyone that's in my Kashi Atlanta community over and over again. And so she she lights me up and she holds my heart in so many ways. And today she really hold she really held my heart and the hearts of all of the teachers on staff at Kashi Atlanta because she sent us all a video message that was really quite needed. Um, she recorded herself just speaking to the camera and acknowledging what a difficult year and a half it's been and acknowledging the fact that it continues to be difficult acknowledging the fact that we're all as yoga teachers feeling pretty stretched trying to continue to figure out how to show up consciously and and serve the people that we serve um and she thanked us for our work and just offered a message of support and in that message of support she looked at us via the camera and said i've got your back And in that moment, just hearing that authentic affirmation from my powerful, real, beautiful spiritual teacher, it opened my heart and tears started to flow, which is an off, which is a common reaction when the heart is opened. Excuse me, I had a little sniffle here. Um, Not actually crying right now, but I was then because that's a common reaction. Um, And my teacher, Swami Jayadevi, and her teacher both often described it, that phenomenon as the crust around the heart, right? The hardness that can happen around the heart when we get hurt, that crust breaking off and then coming out in the form of tears. And so my heart was broken open by that affirmation from my teacher of, I've got your back, and I started to to just tear up in gratitude and just being seen, being acknowledged in that way because it has been such a difficult year and a half and the difficulty doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It's just kind of changing. And so to be acknowledged by someone who holds my heart so deeply opened my heart in a powerful way. And all the other yoga teachers or many of the other yoga teachers uh, who were on the same email thread that also received this video from our teacher expressed something similar that when they heard Swami Jayadevi say to us, I've got your back, that just the tears came and the heart filled and all, all of those things. And I've been thinking about that all day, especially as I prepared to record this week's podcast because I knew that I wanted to center the podcast around that concept because it's really, it was so powerful for me in the moment. And the effect that hearing my teacher say, I've got your back had on me has really stuck with me throughout the day. So I've been thinking about it a lot. And in thinking about this just sweet and powerful affirmation of real support and unconditional love from my spiritual teacher, I was reminded of mantras and affirmations that come from another one of my spiritual teachers. Swami Jayadevi is my primary teacher. She is who I study with. She 
initiated me into the lineage of yoga that I study and teach, and she continues to initiate me over and over. Uh, So she's my primary teacher, but she's not my only teacher. There are many deep and powerful teachers alive now and who have existed throughout the ages. Um, And so I have I have a few. And really my first ever spiritual teacher was the Vietnamese Buddhist monk uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. Reading and hearing one of his quotes at the very beginning of my path as a student of yoga eight years ago, it stuck with me. It, it, it struck something in me and, and resonated with a part of me that I didn't even really know. I wasn't even all that familiar with it yet, but it was something. Um, and I used, it was a, it was a particular quote about uh, mindful breathing. And I used it often in some of my first yoga classes because it just felt so clear and resonant and powerful. And kind of from then on, I knew I was like, this man's teachings are for me in a really deep way. So I acknowledge Thich Nhat Hanh as one of my first ever spiritual teachers. And he has often shared these really powerful mantras for living with compassion toward other people. And the mantras that he shared, there are three of them, but I'm just going to talk about two because they're the two that connect most deeply to this topic and to the affirmation I got from my teacher. But the, the first mantra is, Darling, I'm here for you. And then the other mantra that correlates with that one is, Darling, I know you're suffering. That is why I am here for you. So this just legendary uh, embodiment of the spiritual path, this Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, he offers the mantras for living with compassion Darling, I'm here for you. Darling, I know you're suffering. That is why I'm here for you. And these two messages from two teachers that I revere very deeply seem to be quite correlated, excuse me, with each other. Because that's what Swami Jaya Devi was doing today when she sent that video message to myself and to all the other yoga teachers on staff at my yoga center she was living this teaching from Thich Nhat Hanh. She was saying, I know, I know it's hard. I know you're suffering and I'm here for you. Her words were a little different, right? She was, she was expressing that she knew the specific nature of our suffering over this difficult pandemic period. And she said, I've got your back. But the essence is the same. She said to us, darlings, I'm here for you. Darlings, I know you suffer. And that is why I'm here for you. And I really love that in Thich Nhat Hanh's version, those mantras are precipitated by the word darling. May, I don't know if precipitated is the right word, but they're opened. <laughs> the, the, he opens with the word darling. And there is such a sweetness and such a tenderness in that. Um, and just a, a, an opening of the heart and the opening of the arms to kind of wrap our metaphysical arms around another and just say, you are my darling. And I see you. I understand it's hard. I care a lot and I'm here for you. And... Today's 
message from my spiritual teacher has really reminded me of both the importance of having someone who can just say to us, yeah, I see you, it sucks, I care and I'm here, and the impact of having someone say that to us. How heart opening and affirming and calming and transformative it can be to just have someone see us and say that they're here. Because what she did not do in that message and what Thich Nhat Hanh does not do in offering those mantras is offer a way to fix the suffering. Try to come up with a solution or take it away. It's not fixing. It's a simple acknowledgement of the suffering and an affirmation that there's someone who is just full of love beside you. And it's so important to have that. And today has really affirmed that for me. And I'm also aware, especially in this period where connection can just be so difficult and so tricky for any number of reasons, that it's not always feasible for all of us to have someone who can just sit beside us, look us in the eyes, whether uh, through a camera or, um, you know, in person or just symbolically and just say, I see you, I'm here, I know, and I care, and... I'm, I've, I've got your back. I know that's not always feasible for all of us. And so having been reminded of the importance and the impact of that kind of affirmation and having been thinking about it and processing it and kind of studying it in my own mind and heart all day, what I want to do in this podcast episode for all of you who listen and all of you who are here with me, which again, I am so grateful... I want to be that person. If no one else has said it to you today or recently or even in the last hour, please allow me the honor of saying, darling, I see you. Darling, I know that it's hard. Darling, I care a lot. And darling, I've got your back. And I'm sitting a little quietly right now, I think, because I just, I hope that that will land in your heart and settle over you in, um, in a way that feels comforting. But, you know, it's not really up to me to say how it feels to you. It feels to you however it feels, but that's how I offer it. And now we're gonna take that energy, that essence of just being seen and affirmed and just having our backs had by someone who loves us because you know, I love you. (laughs) And that might seem wild because, uh, you know, uh, many of you who listen to this, we have a relationship. Um, I know that you might be listening to this and we, we might not have a really close relationship, but I do love you. I do care deeply for your suffering. And so, um, we're going to take that essence of having someone who loves you, just affirm you and see you and have your back into practice. So here we are once again. This is the Time in the Awareness Offerings podcast where we go into embodied meditative practice. And so if you're doing something that will keep you from sitting still and practicing for a moment, it might be a good time to pause the podcast and come back when you can sit. And if you're ready to sit, I will invite you into a comfortable seat. 
And as always, a comfortable seat is any seat at all, as long as you, you can lengthen your spine and sit upright. Long spine, because the spine is the, the central power line, the central energy pathway in the body. And so when it's long, things can just move freely and there's sort of a flow and an ease in the moment. And upright, because we want to try to stay awake. Of course, if you need to sleep, I bless you. Please sleep. But if we're doing intentional meditative practice, usually we're trying to stay awake. So if you can get your spine long and upright, however else you choose to sit is up to you. So you could be sitting on the floor, but if you do, I would highly suggest that you sit on something, whether it's a cushion, a pillow, a towel, anything to get your hips higher off the ground to make space for your lower back. And if you're on the floor, you can cross your legs, but you can really position your legs any which way. You could put props under your legs. You could sit with your back up against a wall, but you don't even have to sit on the floor. You could sit in a chair or on your bed as long as you find that long and upright spine. However else you position yourself is up to you. And as you settle into this seat of the meditator, feel free to close your eyes or you could gaze down the tip of your nose or gaze softly at the floor, doing whatever's comfortable just to turn your awareness towards yourself. Just intentionally putting down all the noise, all the stimuli, the chaos, the just muchness of the outside external world and going internal. Not as a way of escaping the external world, but as a way of taking refuge so that we can fortify ourselves and take care of ourselves to continue to be in the external world. But for now we turn inward and one really supportive way that we can turn inward is by following the path of the breath. So I'll invite you if it's comfortable for you to turn your focus to your breathing, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your nose if you can. Just breathing at your own pace. If that nostril breath is possible for you, Great. If not, you can breathe however you need to breathe, but just noticing the organic rhythm and flow of your breath as it is right now. You don't have to change anything about your breath. You don't have to change anything about how you are showing up right now. You just start to notice. You start to witness yourself. And when you witness the breath specifically, just watching and listening and feeling the breath come in and flow out, you are witnessing a present moment phenomenon. The breath is only happening right now. And so the more you witness the breath, the more you settle yourself into this present moment that you are living in right now. So you just take a few moments like this, arriving on the current of the breath. And there might be 
some thoughts trying to take you out of that present moment current of the breath, and that's okay. Again, you don't have to change anything about how you're showing up right now. There's nothing wrong with you or your practice, especially if you're a human who has a mind that thinks, because that's what all of our minds do. So I'll invite you to just say nope to any judgment towards yourself for thinking. If you do get caught up on a train of thought, there will eventually come a moment where you become aware of that. And that moment of awareness is the power. That's when you have the opportunity to acknowledge that you are a human and come back to the deeper current of your breath and the moment anyway. So just practicing shifting your awareness to your breath over and over again. This is how you teach yourself to meditate. And actually, the more times you purposefully bring your focus from your thoughts to your breath, the more neural connections you create in your brain. You create pathways in your brain so that you remember how to access the present moment. So we continue to just witness the breath. And as you witness your breath, you might also start to become aware of other pieces of your present moment experience. You might notice how your physical body is feeling, any specific sensations in any specific places. You might notice the emotional realities that you are holding and moving through right now, whatever those may be for you. You might notice the texture of the energy that you're feeling right now. And just as you would witness your breath, you just start to witness all these pieces of your present moment experience right now. And again, I affirm you don't have to change anything about how you're showing up right now. You just see yourself. And in seeing yourself, seeing all parts of you, you begin to become that person for yourself. You begin to become the embodiment of that energy of saying, darling, I'm here for you. Darling, I care that you're suffering. Darling, I see you. Darling, I've got your back. By seeing yourself as you are with simple awareness, simple might not feel so simple right now, but with just awareness, you become that person for yourself. Seeing yourself and affirming, I'm here for you. I, the deepest layer of your inner heart, are here for you and you hold yourself in presence and so perhaps if it feels okay you take your left hand on top of the center of your chest your right hand on top of your left your thumbs lightly touch and you cup your hands a little bit so your hands over the center of your chest 
represent a holding of the heart. Just a few inches over from your physical heart at the center of your chest is the energy center of the heart. And so here you hold your inner heart. Holding yourself in presence and breath in simple witnessing. Showing up for yourself as that force of love that says, I see you, I care, and I'm here for you, darling. Just regulating yourself through unconditional presence, which is the precursor to unconditional love. And unconditional love for self might feel like a huge ask. And that's why we can just start with unconditional presence. You might even say to yourself as you breathe in, I see you. I'm here. And as you breathe out, I see you. I'm here. And just be that force of unconditional presence and affirmation for yourself. Breathing those words in and out a few times. I see you. I'm here. I see you. I'm here. And for these last few breaths, I'll invite you to bring to mind someone, dead or alive, mythical or human, who embodies for you that current of unconditional love, who has your back. Maybe it's your teacher. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a deity a saint, just a a figure in your life that embodies that current of unconditional love. And if you can't bring anyone to mind in this moment, I let it be me. I have unconditional love for you right now. And you picture them sitting in front of you, seeing you in all that you are, and just take a few moments to breathe in and out that current of unconditional love Someone seeing you and having your back. Just breathing that straight into your heart. And from here, take a deep breath in through your nose. 
out through your mouth, grounding and releasing with a sigh. Two more like that. One more. When you're ready, you can release your hands from your heart if you want to. You can start to blink your eyes open and come back into the space that you're in. You can wiggle your body around, come back into your body, support your body after some stillness. But even as the formal meditation ends, I invite you to notice what you feel and perhaps hold in your heart that sense of being seen and supported. I hope that it comes with you because it is you. That unconditional support and presence is you. It is the, it's the essence of your heart and all of our hearts. So with my unconditional love and support, again, I say, darling, I see you. Darling, I know it's hard. Darling, I care a lot. And darling, I've got your back. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram.